Welcome everyone to the Random Inks Podcast. My name is Justin, and as always, I have my co-host with me, Mark. Hey guys, how's it going? Today is December 10th, 2017, and we are on episode 12. Uh, On the eve of Star Wars Episode 8, The Last Jedi, me and Mark are going to talk about our theories of what could happen in Episode 8. We have not been to any advanced screenings or red carpet premieres, but we're going to tell you what we think is going to happen. And then next week, we'll see how correct we were and how wrong we were. So, Also, we'll be talking about Justice League. Uh, It's been a couple weeks since we've seen that movie, and we've had some time to uh, ruminate some thoughts and to think more about things. We want to revisit Justice League. We'll also be talking about the final ruling of Salt Lake City Comic Con versus San Diego Comic Con. And how that affects other comic conventions like New York Comic Con, Phoenix Comic Con, and how does that affect the upcoming Mark and Justin Comic Con? Stay tuned. <laughs> we're starting one. I don't yeah. care what it takes. Yeah. We hear there's big bucks in it, so we're going to throw our hat in the ring. Uh, <laughs> but this is not an officially sanctioned Comic Con. By so San Diego, you cannot come after us and sue us. Yeah, we're untrademarked. Yeah. Uh, we won't fight you for the for the <laughs> trademark, but everyone knows. They know, but they won't say it. That's cool now. <laughs> right. So yeah, so getting into that um, right off the bat with the if you're not aware, um, I think it was last year, San Diego Comic Con brought a suit to the courts um, against Salt Lake Comic Con for copyright infringement, trademark infringement, whatever you want to say. I don't know the exact legal term, but they were alleging that the Comic Con phrase and wording belongs to San Diego Comic Con, and they had trademarked it, and that Salt Lake Comic Con was in direct violation of that, and so they were suing Salt Lake Comic Con and its founders, Brian Brandenburg and Dan Farr, for millions of dollars. So well, like been twenty million, twenty right? million dollars, something like yeah, that. Yeah, and they were and they were saying like eight million dollars for uh, um, the infringement itself, and then twelve million for marketing infringement or something, yeah. or you know, or you know marketing I, i'm sure it was just so that they can remarket it and they're saying salt lake confused people and so we lost business yeah it had something to do with the potential lost revenue <laughs> which uh san diego comic cons packed to the gills every year so i don't know where they'd be losing money but yeah that, that it's not like they're not selling out right they're still selling out i mean they're they're capped yeah. right they, it's they're not getting any bigger so I don't know, like you said, where you lose revenue at. I mean, maybe their argument is, well, if we would have had more interest, we would have gotten another convention center and had two convention centers open. I, I don't know. But that's yeah. that that confused me, too, because that seemed really, really silly. You know, if you can't if you can't get any bigger, how you you know, how are you losing money? Yeah. So they brought that uh, to the courts and it's been pending for the past few months um there were some gag orders put on salt lake comic con that they couldn't talk about the court hearing but san diego comic con could 
So it was really bizarre hearing. And they appealed a couple things. And finally they went to court. And what happened was uh, a jury heard the case. And they upheld that Salt Lake Comic Con was, in fact, infringing upon their trademark. And so they could no longer use the Comic Con phrase. Um, But they didn't, as far as the millions of dollars at stake, they only uh, awarded San Diego Comic Con like $20,000, which is basically just the legal fees of of the whole thing. So in essence, um, nothing really happened other than you got to change your name, you know. And the founders of Salt Lake Comic Con haven't said whether or not they're going to appeal it or what they're going to do. I think they're going to counsel together and kind of figure out, hey, what do we want? Is it worth fighting? Because for a while it was, you know, the the big guy, you know, the, the David and Goliath scenario where San Diego is a well-known commodity and place to go on, in, in June. A lot of entertainment and media uh, things happen there. Movie screenings, actors show up to promote their movies, a lot of that going on. And Salt Lake Comic Con is the new kid on the block, the the David, you know, the little guy who's coming in. And so uh, I think they just kind of want, the founders just want to kind of figure out where do they go from here. So they haven't said anything whether or not they're going to appeal, change the name, or whatever. But um, so that'll be coming forth in the next few weeks, I'm sure. They did say, though, that um, they will be having their their sixth annual Salt Lake Comic Con in September. It's already scheduled. Um, they've already started working on getting guests lined up and things like that. So it sold some tickets already. So that's happening. Uh, they might, I can see them, personally, I can see them changing the name to Salt Lake something. Or they do own the trademark for Fan X, which I'm not too hot on. I think that's kind of a lame name, but it's theirs. And it stands for fan experience. So they might just, you know, roll it over to, you know, Salt Lake Fan X instead of Salt Lake Comic Con, but we'll see. Yeah, you know, and just kind of want to touch on, on a couple things that you talked with. So the, the twenty thousand dollars, what the what they ruled was basically what they said was that they didn't do it on purpose. Right. You know, Salt Lake Comic Con did not do it on purpose. And I think it kind of came as in the argument that Look, there's tons of other large conventions that use Comic-Con as well, so we assumed it was okay. And <clears throat> kind of where, the, where they're getting this argument, and it, and it could be the argument in the appeal, is that legally if a name becomes too generic, you can't trademark it. Yeah. For example, Kleenex, right, or Refrigerator. You, you know, the, you can't trademark those names because they're so generic. They're used everywhere. And so that's part of the copyright uh, idea is that you come up with a name for something, but you don't want it to be dulled down or, or used too much, become too generic. Look at uh, places like Adidas. Now, I don't know how many, this is kind of getting in, in depth, but Adidas sues any shoe company that comes close to having three slashes on the shoes and they do it immediately because if they allow that it becomes too generic right now comic-con is a really generic name as is and basically the court ruled is it's not that generic it's pretty you know uh basically saying 
it's not out there a lot. But I think there's a lot of uh, proof to show that it is. Yeah, I and so. and I know I heard or I read something that it's actually being challenged. The uh, the uh, copyright is being challenged uh, right now as being too generic. Uh-huh. And so if that's the case, as soon as they rule that it's too generic or it's too whatever, anyone can use it. Yeah. You know, you can call it Merry Christmas Comic Con. You can call it, you know, uh, LDS Sunday Church Comic Con. You can call it whatever you want, you know. Um, but uh, until that's actually ruled, there's nothing. And I I think personally it's worth appealing. I do too. Because, because I think it's just too generic and – and I mean, what else do you call it? I mean, I mean, yeah, you can, you know, brain think it and yada yada, but it's what it is. It's a comic convention. Yeah, and, and everyone uh, I I talk to, like, oh, I'm going to Salt Lake Comic Con next weekend. They're like, oh, Comic Con's coming here. You know, they think it's like the circus. You know, there's no, they don't understand. There's San Diego Comic Con that's a business, New York Comic Con that's a business, Salt Lake Comic Con that's a business. It's just to them, it's the Comic Con. So in a lot of people's minds, it is this generic thing that happens. You know, there's no specificity of, oh, it's Salt Lake Comic Con, not San Diego Comic Con. You know, there's no distinction. I think people who go to them understand that. But the the GP, they don't, they just think it's like the circus that travels around all these different cities. And then it comes to Salt Lake once a year. So it is very generic. And I think they should appeal it. But yeah, it's only on yeah. the condition that all these other comic cons jump on board and you know fight the fight too. I think Phoenix Comic Con showed up to help Salt Lake, but that was about it. And so they need they need everyone, all these other comic cons, Emerald City, New York, Rhode Island, Phoenix, you know, all these um companies that are saying they're a comic con, they need to show up and fight it. Well, I wonder now that the ruling's been made. I, really, it comes down to the big three: Salt Lake, San Diego, and New York. New York and San Diego are a lot more, you know, uh, I don't know the right word, right? Established, I guess. They're more established. Um, and now that the ruling's been made, I wonder if New York takes a stand in this too. They they get involved because this that ruling involves them, whether they you know like it or not. It affects their I mean, brand. Yeah. And if they don't, with a court ruling on the table, they open themselves up to even, you know, even bigger. Like they could be ruled that they did it maliciously, not by accident. Yeah, at this point. Mm-hmm. And so, forward. yeah, so if – I wonder if they get involved, if you'll start seeing things moving, you know, like becoming generic. And and that's too bad because I'm pretty critical of, uh, of what Comic-Con is today, but – in general, with Salt Lake Comic Con, I enjoy it. So, you know, Dan Farr, Brian Brandenburg, I mean, I've really appreciated that they brought this to Salt Lake. Yeah. And uh, it, it's kind of, I mean, it's going to stay. I don't think it's going anywhere. It's just kind of sad to see what happened, right? It's just kind of, it, it takes away from it a little bit almost as far as a novelty goes. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, so we we may or may not be changing Mark and Justin Comic Con's name, but that's we're going to debate about that and come up with, you know, our decision soon. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe it's called NJCC, uh, yeah. and then people can <laughs> say think what they want. Is it Comic Con or is it something else? 
Yeah, but we like to stay secretive, so. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, we'll we'll keep uh, our eyes on that and keep you guys posted as time goes on. Um, all right, so movies. There hasn't been a lot of movies that come out that we've necessarily gone and seen since Justice League. Um, it's been about a month now, I think. But with Thanksgiving, uh, I went and saw Justice League again, and there hasn't been too much come out since then. I think everyone's waiting for The Last Jedi. Um, and that's coming up next. And there's been a lot of trailers. Or I, there are a couple trailers. There's been... Um, a lot of TV spots been released. And most of the trailers and TV spots kind of show the same scenes. But they always have like this one little two-second, if that, scene that's new. And so every time you see a new TV spot, there's a slightly new take on what's going on. And so it's been interesting to see the little bits and pieces they're throwing out here and there. And I think the most recent one and uh the most controversial among fans anyway um has been there's a oh yeah so spoiler alert um this will probably be this podcast will be released in the next day or two and the last jedi will come out a couple days after that this weekend so if you're trying to be totally spoiler free you probably want to skip the next few minutes until we start talking about the next subject which is the avengers so just a warning spoiler alert but there's a the latest scene in the last jedi uh, tv spot the newest one is a scene where in they're in the throne room of snoke supreme leader snoke and in the first trailer we saw that snoke was doing some sort of force something on Ray and she was bent over backwards and screaming and Snoke was talking to her. So it's kind of that same moment in the film is what I'm gathering. But she's there and she force pulls Kylo Ren's lightsaber to her and ignites it. And then there's two of those red Praetorian guards standing next to her and they kind of look at each other like they're going to start dueling. So that was pretty cool. Pretty cool moment to see. But you know, so that kind of opens the door. Okay, so Ray is captured or voluntarily goes to see Supreme Leader Snoke and Kylo Ren, and what's going on there? We see for a moment in one of the trailers that Snoke is torturing her, maybe perhaps trying to get information from her. Like maybe where is Luke Skywalker? Is he still on that solitary island? Has he left? Is he? plotting to overthrow Snoke and sneak in at the last minute, you know, what's going on. That's my theory, is that he is trying to find out where Luke is, and Ray is trying to protect that information. And so she tries to escape by drawing Kylo Ren's lightsaber. There's a duel, and I predict that Kylo Ren and Ray team up and escape together. That's my big moment that I think is going to happen. Do you have any thoughts on any of the story moments, story plot lines, or anything like that, Mark? Um, huh. That's a, that's an interesting, uh, interesting little, (laughs) hmm. Never thought about that. Um, 
You know, it just looks good. Um, (laughs) It just looks well-made, well-written. I mean, there's a couple things that that are going on that that I've always thought um, that, you know, when they talked about the the chosen one bring balance, bringing balance to the force. I never assumed that bringing balance to the force was killing all the Sith. I always thought it was, well, you know, it's somewhere in the middle. You know, Sith is an extreme on one way. You know, Jedi is extreme the other way, but there's a middle ground, you know, and, and I've always thought that that middle ground would make you a better Jedi than either of the others because it seems like they're limiting themselves. Yeah. You know? And um, and and so I'm excited to kind of see that storyline play out, you know, whatever that is. Maybe it's just talked about. But I like that idea. Uh, I probably have well, I maybe th- I, th- I think that's where the line that Luke Skywalker says in the trailer, it's time for the Jedi to end. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he's talking about is what you're saying is – you know, we're not going to have this extreme light side movement or organization anymore. We're, you know, we're going to, we're not going to be Jedi. We're going to be force users or whatever the new term is. Yeah. Well, it's kind of the idea, like, um, for example, say like you want to be the best lightsaber user in the world, right? Best fighter. Are you doing it so you can dominate and kill millions of people? Cause if so, then you're, you're an extreme far Sith, right? right. Are you, are you doing it? But you never really want to be the best. You're not going to be prideful or happy about it. You just are. You're probably a Jedi, you know, more, you know, almost like just is, you know, the force will guide me. But, if you you know, I don't think it's wrong to want to be the best at, with a lightsaber, right? And that's kind of where Jedi come in like, oh, that's prideful, though. You know what I'm saying? So I think, it, you know, somewhere in the middle, which I think is the harder path. Yeah. You know, I think it's easy to get caught up in, in the emotions or – I don't want to get caught up in emotion, so I'll have no emotion, right? Yeah. So I, I think it's the harder path, and uh, and I and it's interesting you say that because I mean, I I think Luke sees that he understands that man that there's there's something in the middle, and that's okay. Yeah, and that's what we need to be. Yeah, and I think in the trailer we we also see um, there's some books, some texts, ancient texts in that first Jedi temple. And I think that's what Luke has been reading about and studying is how the Jedi started. Or maybe they weren't even called Jedi. It was just the force, you know, a guide to the force is what the book is or something. Mm-hmm. So he's starting to read, go back to the roots of it all. And he kind of figures out, well, you know, the, there started to be a division and the Jedi broke off thinking they were better. And then the Sith broke off because they wanted, you know, to follow their passions. And so that's kind of what started that the separation but i think he's going back even further than the separation to be okay i just want to learn about the force and how to you know what is it what's its purpose what do we get out of it how do we interact with it and i think that's what he's doing when ray shows up he's like you know i'm not getting involved anymore because that's how we got started with jedi sith in the first place and so that's Mm -hmm. the struggle that he's going to have is i know all this bad stuff will happen but my friends my family, they're being threatened by this new, you know, first order. And that's kind of what he had to face in The Empire Strikes Back is, you know, I just watched that. I just actually today, earlier today, when there's that scene on Dagobah when he's with Yoda, training with Yoda and he has that force vision of the future. 
He's like, oh, I got to go save my friends. And Yoda's like, no, don't save the friends. You got to stay here and finish your training. And so he goes off and Han gets frozen in carbonite. He loses a hand, you know, the galaxy, nothing good happens of it. So I think he's in that same spot again. He's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Last time I did, all this crazy stuff happened. Didn't solve anything. It made it worse. And so that's why he's staying put and not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's... That, I mean, that's a good point, you know, because he's, he's lived that before. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of good things. I think for me, I've, I've probably got, you know, three predictions that I that I can see happening. I'm going to lay them out from probably the most obvious prediction to the least obvious prediction. <laughs> I think the most obvious is that we'll see Leia die. It is what it is. Right. right. I, I think she's done. Um, you know, like you're saying, we'll actually physically see it on screen. Well blow up or yeah yeah i mean we'll see a ship blow up or yeah something you know i yeah. i think i i think that's happening and i think you've seen some of that you know foreshadowing in the in the trailers if you've watched the trailers um and then i i think next is you're going to see the revenge of phasma Okay. Right. I like. I that. mean, and I, I really do. I think that you're going to see Phasma come on, right? Because obviously she's a main player somewhere in yeah. there, right? She, I mean, and but you didn't really get to see it, and so I, I think it's the Revenge of Phasma. You're going to see some cool stuff from her. You're going to see some, some really great stuff. I'm excited to, you know, to what can happen, and when probably say, my. When you what? say revenge, what do you mean by revenge? Like. Physical oh, she's harm gonna, to one of the characters, the good guys? Or? I don't know necessarily if she'll kill or hurt Finn. Is it Finn? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, um, I think you're going to see her, her like really do some damages, like a leader and a general and her ruthlessness. Okay. You know, you're going to see her like, okay, these guys threw me down a trash compactor. <laughs> Time to kick some egg. Right. I mean, right. <laughs> you're going to see, you're going to see some, some cool stuff out of her. Cool. And, like uh, and I'm excited and probably my last one. And, and I kind of go along these routes because it seems like, and I know they say that the movies don't shadow each other, you know, like, how they did last time. Everyone's like, oh, this is like watching A New Hope all over again. But I think there's some things that do shadow each other. And I think one of the things we're going to see is a traitor on the good side. Traitor. A traitor. For example, like, uh, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, From Cloud City. Yeah, like Lando. You're going to see a Lando character. And it's going to be one of the bigger main players that you, that are going to come in, and I think you're going to have a Lando scene. You're going to have somebody that, and maybe that's how Ray Ray gets there, right? Like how she ends up when Snoke's uh, throne room or whatever. Mm-hmm. But whatever it is, I think we're going to see a a Lando character come in. All right, someone who betrays the heroes and they suffer mm-hmm. dire consequences as a result. Yep, and I. And I think it's a someone that's already been introduced. We just uh, I, I, that's just my prediction, right? That could be way off. You know, I'm full of crap. I'm just some stupid kid. But but I think that those three, I think those three, we're gonna we're gonna see. Those are my predictions. Okay. Yeah, I like them. I think all three of those would add to the story. Um, with the first one with Princess Leia, General Leia, 
passing away. Uh, obviously, it has to happen in some at some point. We've talked in previous podcasts about how uh, maybe it would be handled off screen, or there would be an explosion of a ship, so we never really see anything. But you're saying that it's part of this actual story where Leia perishes. And I, I at first I was when you know when she first died, and people started thinking, okay, well, how does that affect the character of Leia? I was like, well, I don't want to see that. But then I started thinking, well, that would be the most emotional scene in the history of cinema, basically, right? Where you have this beloved character who thousands and if not millions of people grew up watching Princess Leia in the original trilogy. And then she comes back and everyone's excited, but then she dies in real life. And everyone's super sad about that. And then to actually have her death be on screen in a movie... That would just bring it up, you know, first full circle. Everyone's emotions would be on their sleeve and be crying. I mean, I probably shed some tears over that too. So, but it would have to be done in a way that's respectful, that advances the story, not just some cheap emotional moment. So, if that were to happen, if they pulled it off, it would be amazingly awesome. I see it happening somewhere between what they did for Leonard Nimoy. And how they, uh, and then how um, Han Solo died. I see it somewhere between there. Okay. Right. So Where, Han Solo was killed on screen, and mm-hmm. I still have some PTSD over that watching that. <laughs> <laughs> and then Spock, he was just kind of like, you know, there's a hologram type thing where he's like, yeah, I passed away. And he's talking to the young Spock. Yeah, I passed away. Carry on my legacy type thing. Mm-hmm. I think you're you're gonna see something in between. I don't think we're gonna see a lightsaber through her chest. Yeah, hopefully not. And I don't think we're gonna see something as like completely off screen like Leonard Nimoy. Okay. I think we're gonna see something like, in my opinion, we'll see something like she can see what's gonna happen. There's a fight. Whatever's going on, uh, she says some things to Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren and. You know, she willingly sacrifices herself mm. for others to live. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And and sacrifices herself to show um, her son, you know, the truth about the love and the force. And that kind of maybe helps trigger some something in him, you know, kind of like on the Darth Vader effect, right? Where okay. he kind of, he always had it. And, and that's how I see her going out, you know, somewhere in between there where it's really like kind of like a real, like a, a sacrifice moment from this longtime hero of the movie, longtime, you know, general and big player of the film. Yeah. And and we're going to see it. And then they'll, I guarantee they'll do some big thumbs up to her, you know, something big, you know, like uh, where it's just going to be really solemn and, and and good at the same time. Yeah. And that I mean, that's what I see happening. I mean, who knows, right? It could be a Leonard Nimoy, but I definitely am with you about, you know, the disrespectful death and something. I don't think we're going to see a Han Solo death. Yeah. yeah. I like that idea. If that is what happens, I think that'd be perfect. So uh, hopefully, you know, Ryan Johnson, the director and writer of the film, came up with something just as good or even better. I'm sure he did. He's a big fan as well as a professional film director so mm-hmm. it'll be good cool and then the phasma thing i i highly hope so i mean uh, i i think it'd be cool if 
like you mentioned that Kylo Ren sees the death of his mother and it triggers him to go to the light side. So you'd have this vacancy of a, a, a bad character, an evil character, like a leader. And so I think her stepping up into that, being the Darth Vader of the next movie, I think that would be pretty sweet. So. Oh, yeah, that would be pretty cool. I didn't think of that. That'd be, that would be pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the last one you said was, um, remind me. Oh, the, uh, I think we'll see something like, uh, uh I just forgot his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cloud city guy. Oh, Lando. The Lando, some, some trader, yeah. a Lando guy. Yeah. I think, I think we'll see something like that. I think in episode two, we saw count Dooku who was once a Jedi switch to the dark side. So in, in essence, he's kind of a traitor that way as well. And then in episode, in episode two is the middle movie of the trilogy. Episode five is the middle movie of the trilogy with the traitor. So yeah, I think if they follow that pattern, which they should, I mean, they should take some things. They shouldn't directly copy it, but there's a, you know, a pattern to these movies. And I think having some sort of traitor, uh, traitor moment, even if it's, you know, with Dooku in episode two, he stayed a traitor, but in, with Lando in episode five, he he was a traitor, and then he kind of changed his ways and helped started helping the rebellion. So I think you know you could have one of those two or something all new. So that'd be cool. Um, one thing I did see there was a meme on Facebook about you know the middle chapter of the Star Wars trilogies always has someone's arm getting cut off. In episode two, we have Anakin getting his arm cut off with his duel with Dooku and then episode five we see Vader cutting off Luke's hand and then it showed like a a still of Ray, a still picture of Ray and they're like, Oh no, watch out or you know, something like So we may see Ray getting her hand or arm chopped off with a lightsaber if it follows that pattern. They should do a leg just to change it up. <laughs> just to you mix know, it up. Just to mix it up. But we got I mean, I've seen so many arms and Hands come off in the series, and a leg would be refreshing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Any other Last Jedi theories? or? No, I think those are, are pretty much my biggest one. I mean, it's because they release so little, right? Yeah. It's so hard to, to make good theories out of this, but I just... Um, Emperor Snoke is Darth Plagueis. There you go. I said it. I mean it. <laughs> I would and, love to see that. And uh, if I'm right, then I continue my streak of great predictions. And if I'm wrong, then I was just kidding all along. <laughs> yeah. I think that would be a great way to tie the whole everything together. But uh, from what I've heard, I, that's not the case. But hopefully I'm wrong. And that is the case. Oh, I, I predict... <laughs> One last prediction is I want to see, and I predict we'll see a force ghost from one of the previous movies, like an Anakin Skywalker, a young, the young version, or a Yoda, or even better, um, all three, like we saw in the end of the Return of the Jedi with Anakin, Yoda, and Obi-Wan, but instead of the old Obi-Wan, we'd see the Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan. And even Qui Gon Jinn, right? He was part of that whole thing. So, I think to have some sort of Force ghost, 
where, you know, they're teaching Luke or they're all learning together with Luke on that solitary island of Octu that, you know, had just had even if it's just like 20 seconds, 30 seconds, I think it would go a long way. But hopefully it's more than that. So, because I'd like to see yeah. some information passed on from the the previous generation of Jedi Knights with Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, Yoda, and even Anakin, where they're like, hey, this is where we messed up. You know, this is what the Jedi did wrong, and you should not do this. And so there has to be some communication there, some teaching. And I I think with them coming back as forced ghosts and teaching them that, it would make sense to see why the Jedi must end. It's because they... They messed up. They were too dogmatic. They were too set in their ways, and they overreached their power and their responsibilities and kind of forgot the reason why they were Jedi in the first place. So. Yeah. I I want to see more time go by. Like in the originals, two weeks, three weeks, whatever it was, went by, and all of a sudden uh, – um, who is it? Oh my gosh. Luke Skywalker is this amazing Jedi. After Yoda has been, you know, saying it takes years to learn to become a great Jedi. And it's like he stays, you know, he stays on Dogobah for whatever long. And all of a sudden he's amazing. I'd like to see more time go- advance to make that more believable. Now, it, in the end, it's just schematics, right? It doesn't really matter. But... Yeah. I just want to feel like time has progressed. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, I don't know. Or at least an explanation as to why Ray is good with a lightsaber. Maybe she trained as a young girl and then some force trick caused her to forget that. And then when she sees Luke and comes back to the island, it's revealed to her, oh, yeah, I did train for 10 years to be a Jedi and then I was put into hiding you know whatever the explanation is instead of oh I picked up a lightsaber all of a sudden I can fight Kylo Ren who's been trained all of his life and I can defeat him you know that's that's a big leap who were her parents just yeah. give me a guess who were her parents well I've, I'm hearing that, that that question is answered in the movie so who, who do you think oh I, for the longest time, I thought it was Luke, and that's kind of my safe answer. It's Luke. Um, but lately, I've been thinking, well, maybe she's a daughter of Han and Leia, and they hit her away for some reason. Maybe it's Kilo Ren's twin sister. Yeah, I, yeah, that would be interesting. Hmm. Maybe that's why Kylo Ren leaves Snoke. That's revealed to them. They're like, what? So then they band together. But they don't kiss. Huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> so then they're better than Luke and Leia. Yep. Because that was weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I would go, be down with that. With them being revealed as... Because in the, in the originals you're like... Okay, Darth Vader's Luke's father. Oh, that's crazy. Whoa. Then it's, oh, and Leia's Luke's sister. And you're like, what? <laughs> like the exact what? opposite. They was sneaking out, and I was like cheering for him. That's weird. I need <laughs> yeah. to go pray. Yeah, I, think, I think that's it, because everyone was like, who's she going to pick? Is she going to go with Luke? Is she going to go with Han? And then it's kind of like, oh, they're brother and sister? That's lame. 
<laughs> and they never like acknowledged it. Yeah, they weren't like, oh, that. I'm going to go over here now. Adios. You know, like there was no awkward moment. It was just like, oh, life goes on. We made out. I didn't know. It's cool. High five. And it was more than just the kiss, right? I mean, it was from the beginning of the first movie where they first meet till the moment when they find out in the third movie of Return of the Jedi. I think like five years had passed. Four or five (laughs) years. So they, you know, they were like crushing on each other luke was chasing leia and leia was probably like well do i go with luke this time or I go with han you know so they're you know four years of feelings and all of a sudden oh yeah you're my sister oh okay yeah i knew that the force told me so it's <laughs> kind of force... like a, what yeah, yeah. so it's like wait when did the force tell you <laughs> before or after <laughs> that's important <laughs> Yeah, so I think if you had a similar situation situation with Kylo and Rey, you know, since they didn't have that um, relationship where they're like checking each other out, it was more of an adversarial where they're trying to kill each other, and all of a sudden, oh, we're brother and sister. Whoa, you know, that's kind of a Darth Vader, I'm your father moment. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's when she'll have her leg cut off and she'll be yelling, no. <laughs> that's impossible. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> yeah. So a lot, of, a lot of good speculation. I think that's why one of the things I enjoy most about the, the Star Wars movies is because what other set of movies, I mean, I'm sure there's one or two more series out there, but what other set of movies do you sit and just like, okay, Snoke, who is Snoke? Is Snoke Darth Plagueis or is Snoke this guy? And you're like, well, who's Ray's parent? And you spend hours and weeks talking about these things, and then you see the movie and you're like, whoa, that was totally different what, what we were saying, you know? It just has this huge, there's this, you know, draw, you're drawn to the movies. You want to know what's happening. You want to know the backstories. You want to know everything about it before you even see the movie. That's what I've always appreciated about the Star Wars movies. So uh, today is Sunday, December 10th. The movie comes out. We'll be seeing it actually um, Thursday. What day is that? December 14th. Yeah, 14th. 7 p.m. I know they had the the red carpet premiere last night. Um, and then they're, I think the media will start doing reviews uh, Monday or Tuesday, I think. So we'll start to see more. Be careful. Don't click on any links or you might be subjected to spoilers mm-hmm. unless you want to see them. And then I think the movie yeah, I'm a, in Britain. I'm going to hold off myself from from reading, you know, anything that's coming yeah. out after this week. Because, I mean, like you said, they, they just barely had the big um, premiere. And so some real stuff's going to be coming out before it's just, I mean, it's just guesses. You could read whatever it is and it's just, you know, crap in the wind, but now stuff could be real. And, and, and I don't want to uh, do that. We're not going to be posting anything on our Facebook page about it unless it's complete, you know, uh, questions or, or just kind of thumbs up or, or something, but you know, anything that's going to do any, any spoiling, we're not going to do that. And we'd appreciate if nobody posts anything like that on our Facebook page as well. Yeah. And I think we'll give it, how long do we want to give it before we start talking spoilers? Um, it's, uh, what, two Monday. weeks for a movie? 
Actually, well, well Thursday night. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think we should record a, a reaction show where we just talk about everything, but then hold off on releasing it f- till the next week. Yeah. Or we uh, just label it, hey, this is spoilers. Spoiler heavy. Don't listen unless you've seen this mo- this movie. Look, look, here's the deal. Uh, we'll do something Sunday and release it Monday or Tuesday. If you don't see it by then, you're not a fan anyway. I mean, <laughs> come on. It's Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> You got to see it. First showings are Thursday. You've got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You have five days. Yeah. Okay. If you haven't seen it five times in five days, it's not our fault. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Good plan. So this is one one of the few exceptions where we will be talking spoilers from the get-go on a movie. So just to warn And we'll warn you. You know, we'll put it in the title or the description. Hey, this is spoiler heavy. So don't listen unless you've seen the movie or something like that. So. All right, um, the Avengers. Uh, there was a a meme or a picture on Facebook about how if you watch one Avenger movie per week, starting January first, that you'll see all the movies right up until the Avengers um, Infinity War movie comes out on May fourth. So if you want a way to catch up on. Um, you know, the whole storyline, the whole Marvel Avengers Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. storyline. Then you start watching the movies uh, January 1st, one a week. And that includes the Black Panther, which is coming out in, I think, March, February, March. I am not sure. I believe you're right, but I don't remember. It was on, the, it's on the list. Like the picture that showed all the movies, it was in that in that picture. So, um, yeah, and I think for me, uh, I made a comment that I'm going to watch it chronologically, as in, you know, Captain America: The First Avenger happened in the in World War One, was it or two? Yeah, it was uh, World War Two because it was Hitler. Oh yeah, yeah, World War Two. Mm-hmm. So, you know, chronologically, that's the first one. And then I'll just start from there and, and go. We do have a list. I'll post a list uh, of the movie order if you want to watch it chronologically like that. I'll post it on our Facebook page that you can check it out and follow the order. That list also includes all the TV shows like Agent Carter, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, you know, those type of shows. But I won't be watching those because that takes more than just a week. Um, but yeah, uh, the movies will be highlighted in bold. You can just follow, follow the list. Uh, any things you're looking forward to with the Avengers Infinity War, Mark? There's um, still one Infinity Stone un- unaccounted for. Yeah, and I think I, I I'm pretty sure Thanos is going to have that already. I think so. I think he had it anyways. He gave one to Loki. Right. You don't just give up. <laughs> you, you know, like, hmm, I've only got one. Here you go, bud. Go take over the world for me, and I'll trust you to give it back. Yeah. Right? Like, that seems silly. I think he has one, and I think whatever one he has tends to be the more powerful one for, you know, a head-to-head type fight. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, one's a mind infinity stone. And, and I'm sure, yeah, they're all powerful, but I'm sure some are more powerful in certain ways than others. Yeah. And... 
So I, I think he has the last one. That would make sense um, for him to have it. Um, I think he's going to go steal the one from Novacore. Yeah. And he's going to have a run in with the uh, um, who is it? The Guardians of the Galaxy there. And then the Guardians of the Galaxy will go to Earth to help defend the rest. Okay. Right? So, so they'll, I think he, they'll recognize the danger. Oh, Thanos just took this. He's headed to Earth. We got to go help type thing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that's what I think that you'll see kind of happen because it doesn't really make sense if the Nova Corps has one that everyone's just going to go to Earth, right? I, I think that has to be resolved first, especially because Thanos is already out that way. He's already there. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's what you'll see happen. I think you'll see Thor go and take – and I didn't see did, – did, uh, did anything with the um, uh, Infinity Stones happen in Ragnarok? Um, no, nothing okay. with the Infinity Stones. Well, they did so, show, <laughs> I guess they kind of did. They showed the glove, whatever it's called. And I think it had the, the stones in it and the, the sister, um, what's her name? Hela, H-E-L-A, Hela. She was walking through the vault on, um, Asgard and she saw that glove and she's like, Oh, that's a fake, and just kind of threw it aside. So, whatever they thought they had in the vault on Asgard was a fake. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure Thanos has it. Yeah, um, I, I think we saw that in one of the end credit scenes. Yeah, in one of the previous movies, anyway. So, so I think what you'll see is you'll see Thor track down the uh, the collector, get get the the dark ether from there. Does he still have it? Yeah, he does, right? I mean, remember he put it in his collection, okay, I know on that. his ship, um, and and that's the last you saw of it. But I'm pretty sure it's still there. Like, no, it hasn't shown anyone take it. So I think you'll see him c- go collect that, and I think you'll see uh, them take the uh, um, take the tesseract to Earth. So they'll all be on Earth to protect it. And I think he'll do that in order to consolidate the power, right? So we're not we're not trying to fight on two fronts. We're all fighting right here. Yeah. And uh, and so that's that's what I think will happen. So then you'll see um, Thanos show up with two of them. Um, I think we're we're definitely going to see the death of Captain America coming up. I think that's been hinted at as if you've kind of read about. Um, Chris Evans contract anyways. Yeah. Right. And so I think we're going to see Captain America get phased out real quick. Um, uh, I don't know about any other big deaths. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Thor step out as well after infinity wars. In some form, you mean a death or just, Hey, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to be the king of Asgard, and I'm going to be the king of Asgard, and I no longer have time to hold the power of Thor. Okay. You know what I mean? Like he's going to now hold the power of his father. So that's the way I say I don't think he'll die. Um, I think Doctor Strange is going to be playing a big part, a bigger part than we think. Yeah. He's the only magic user, right? Yeah, like yeah, like Even legit magic user, and he can exist in the spirit realm too. That's the thing, and I I don't think that uh, the fight is going to be truly in the physical realm. It's going to also be in the spiritual realm, and that's where he 
yeah. you know, that's where he really exists. That's what he's there for. So I think he's going to play a really big part uh, in that. Yeah. So, and it'll be, I, I have a feeling Vision's going to die. Yeah, they hinted that at that in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm... Because once Thanos removes it, which we saw in the trailer, so it's not too big of a spoiler, once he removes it from Vision's forehead, I mean, what what does that do to Vision? Can he even survive? Yeah, that's a good question. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm looking at this big list, and, I mean, it's a list of lists, but I think I'm kind of with you. I'm going to watch, you know, not release date, but chronologically. Yeah. And Mike, I have a couple questions. I'm looking forward to all those things that you talked about, and I, I feel pretty similar to most of what you said. Uh, my questions are more theoretical, like, why is Earth the place, right? I mean, you have some superheroes. I mean, Iron Man and Captain America and even Hulk, they're creations of man and, and science, basically, and technology, so there's nothing uh, specifically special about them. I mean, if there's other civilizations on other worlds, which you've seen, um, they could do the same thing, if not better. Uh, maybe with Doctor Strange, there's a specific reason. He's the only one that we've seen in all the movies that has that ability. Um, Thor, he decides to reside, you know, spend a lot of time on Earth, so... Uh, and he's been key in trying to stop Thanos, you know, him and his people. So that's could be a reason. Um, but as far as, and I guess uh, Vision and the Scarlet Witch, they have supernatural powers. Um, but I'm I'm just wondering why Earth, you know, why why not some of these other worlds that are popular? Why not Asgard before it blew up or you know stuff like that? <laughs> um. I, I've thought about this before, and it's a common theme that you see. Well, other than the fact that, you know, that's the story. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I understand. And I think it's a common thing type of storyline that you see in a lot of these fantasy movies that take place in far reaches of the universe. Um and, and really it's because humans write the movie, right? They write the story. And what I mean by that is that no matter what, we want to be the center of our own universe, right? Yeah. <laughs> we want to be the sun evolves around us. We want to be, you know, all that jazz. And I kind of take a line from Star Trek, uh, The Next Generation, and when Q comes in and Q's talking to, you know, Jean-Luc Picard and Jean-Luc Picard basically says, why, why do you keep bothering us? Like, what's so important in us? And and he basically says, because humans have the potential to surpass everyone in power, including the Q. Hmm. And the Q is pretty much the most powerful being in that universe, right? So I kind of feel like that that's what happens here is that the supernatural world recognizes what humans can become. Mm, okay. And I mean, look at him. They have created Hulk who is stronger than Thor, more powerful than Thor. Mm, right. Yeah. Yeah. They have created, uh, Captain America 
who can withstand. You have a guy named Tony Stark who is nothing but smarts in a machine who can throw down with all of them. Right. I mean, so whatever it is, I just have this feeling like I always, I always think that it, it's really because that these stories are written that the humans have the potential to surpass everybody and anything in power. Now, if they get there, that's right. Like kind of like what Vision says, they'll destroy themselves right in the process. But if they don't, then look at what they'll become. Yeah. Look what they can become. Look at what the Avengers have made out of a ragtag group. They are, you know, fighting, you know, galactic terror conquerors, right? Mm-hmm. And they're doing so quite efficiently. You know, yeah, it's a fight, but I mean, they're doing it quite efficiently. So I, th- that's why I think it's Earth that people like recognize, and the the world recognizes that Earth. It, it's just. If it doesn't get stopped now, they won't stop it later. So that's what I think. And I I know that's kind of a really weird explanation, pretty convoluted, not very straightforward. No, it makes sense. But that's why I I think it is. It's it's just, I mean, how long until, yeah. Guys like Loki and Thanos, they see the humans as the biggest threat because Mm -hmm. of their potential and, and some of the, you know, the few things that they have accomplished. Well, I don't think that because and same thing, this is a the same type of um, theme that you see in multiple universes is that humans never stop learning. Maybe it takes war to learn, maybe it takes whatever to learn, but I mean they made someone like the ant man, right? Look what can he can do. But if you look at Thor's world, they're still like carrying hammers and uh, um, shields around. Yeah, swords. Like, yeah, they they may be an advanced society because they've been around for hundreds and hundreds of thousands and millions of years, but they they're really their potential. Yeah, like their potential has been reached, and it's not advancing. They're not continuing to learn. Now that could be because they have been around so long, and they they have this weird view of the world, or you know, there's something that's really holding them back. But it doesn't seem that humans have that same kind of you know, block, you know, their potential is not stopped. And so their potential is, is whatever they want it to be. Yeah. And, uh, and you saw that with the other world too, from guardians in the first mm-hmm. one, what's, you mentioned it earlier where the infinity stones at, uh, the, yeah, I forget, but they, they're an advanced, they're an advanced society as well. And they're just kind of – everyone's the same. They all dress the oh, same. Yeah. Um, the uh, – <laughs> Novacore. Yeah, Novacore. And they're kind of like Asgard where everyone's the same. You know, there's no – it doesn't seem to be any classes or, you know, people who are better than the other perhaps other than, you know, the leaders. But it seems like all the citizens are on the same level and the technologies similar and you know there doesn't seem to be any progression i guess that's yeah yeah i can see that mm-hmm. so i mean that's what i think take from what you will i mean i just i see that as a common thing among every fantasy comic book star trek star wars you know every type of group that seems to be the common theme is that whenever earth is involved 
their potential is unstoppable. And so, I, I mean, that's just, I just see it. And so that that's why I think that's, and why, whether this comes out in this movie, it's, you know, like it's some medium, you know, like maybe someone mentions it or it's alluded to, but I, I really think that's why. All right. Yeah, I think, I think that's a very good point. You got a good thesis there. We'll see what, what happens in Avengers. And so my next question or what I'm wondering in addition to all of what you said about the characters, like Steve Rogers perhaps dying and um, Thor leaving, you know what happens next in this universe? I know they have they're making more movies and um, there's another phase. I think this will be Phase Four after the Avengers, right? Um, mm-hmm. So what's what's going to be the point of the next movies, the next phases? Because up for you know from Iron Man on, it's always been. Hey, danger's coming. We need to form a group. We need to get everybody together. You know, for the past however long it's been, 10 years, it's to this point. This is the movie. This is the final. This is the culmination of everything that's happened in the Marvel Universe. Thanos is coming. We were ready for him, or we hope we're ready for him, I guess. And so then once this movie's over, I want to know what the consequences are. I want to see what that how that plays out, because that's been my biggest gripe of the Marvel Universe is there really isn't any consequences. Stuff happens. It's like a sitcom. There's a problem. The stars solve the problem. And everyone's happy at the end. You know, there's no consequences. And I want to know what the consequences are moving forward. Um, what happens when we move forward? Is it just going to be more of the same thing? Uh, just, you know, the bigger bad guy is going to show up next time? Or, you know, what, what is, direction is this franchise going to take? Mm-hmm. that's that's out there so i don't know if you have any thoughts on it but you know that's because i don't have it i don't know what's gonna happen but that's what i'm wanting to see wanting to know yeah no i i understand the question i wonder i and i don't know either i mean th- th- that's a great question because before you ever really see the end the comic books reset right yeah, yeah. so so you never know Right. I mean, do they get to some point and then they do jump in some time machine and then they end up at back at the beginning in the 40s and then the, the whole series ends? <laughs> that might be kind of a cool way because then you're like, wait, so is everything going to change? But you never know, you know, and we all move on and hate the ending for the rest of our lives. <laughs> um, I wonder, too, if you see something like afterwards, then you see. You know, like they spend the next bunch of movies pulling together um, the world, you know, humans, and start reaching their potential. And then I start wondering if you start seeing, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, taking a line from The Incredibles, when everybody's special, no one is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I wonder if they, you start running into that where all of a sudden these heroes become obsolete. They're no longer needed. They You know what I mean? They're, uh, there's a thousand iron men there's you know a thousand uh captain america type dudes running around right there's just so many that that uh, evolution catches up with itself yeah and um 
and then it just kind of phases itself out as you see these heroes shape the world into what it will be. I don't know. And when I say that, that sounds so lame, right? I'm just like, what a lame. Like, even as I say it, I just want to punch myself in the face. But logically, where else do you go, right? If Thanos is the the, the fear the fear guy of the universe and you defeat him, I mean, what, what else do you do? What else do you say? There's no story left to tell. Yeah. I think, and, uh, I think you have to move to a, so that's like a, an outside threat. And maybe you move to the inside threat where it's maybe the Avengers splinter and there really is a civil war instead of like the last one where they just kind of argue and they fight, but they're pulling their punches and not really doing much. Mm-hmm. But now we see, you know, a real separation and real danger as they fight each other. I don't know. There's some some sort of internal, you know, earth-based threat. Mm-hmm. Or what might you wonder, too, if it's like gets to be like um, Ender's Game-ish, right, where they couldn't return to Earth later because, um, you know, like America wants to go to war with him and Iron Man better be on our side type thing, you know, and like they're going to use, well, all the superheroes are here or kind of what they alluded to in uh, – um. Oh no, that's DC. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Different universe. <laughs> JK. We'll get, we'll but I, I don't know where they go. That's a great question, and I don't think there's an easy answer. And I wonder if Marvel even knows. Well, I hope right? so. They're producing movies. <laughs> they're in pre-production on the the next few movies. I mean, they're producing movies, and they can produce movies forever. I mean, we're probably going to see Star Wars every year till the end of our lives. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know. That that can keep going because it deals with not Earth. So you can make up whatever you want. But when you're dealing with Earth, you can't do that because it, it gets too unrealistic and yeah. I think it will kill it. So I, I don't know where they go. I, I, I have no idea what their end game is. It, I, I don't know how it makes sense, yeah. right, without making it seem boring. Yeah. So I, I don't know. That that's a that's a great question. Um, it, after it, this it, after this next movie, which in some ways it's not very suspenseful because you know Thanos isn't gonna win, is he? <laughs> <laughs> or he does. <laughs> Maybe that's what part the next phase is, you know, Thanos is ruling the earth and they have to overthrow him. I don't know. But that would <laughs> that would be a great surprise, but we know, I mean 95, I'm 95% sure that the Avengers are going to win. That's why, that's why I want to see consequences, you know? Do they win and everything's, oh, everything's cool now, we're the, we're the best again? Or is there real consequences where, crap, we, you know, we defeated Thanos, but at, at this great cost, that now we have to deal with that for the next five movies? Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see. And I hope they got yeah. it figured out, because if they just go back to... A, what they've been doing for the past couple of years. Um, I won't stop seeing the movies, but I won't be as interested in them anymore. No, no. And as you get out of this next phase, I think we're going to start seeing a leveling off of the excitement of yeah. the Marvel movies as yeah. well. I mean, you're going to move into, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp and, you know, the uh, Black Panther, and you're going to start moving to these other, you know, not the mainstream heroes and I think you're going to see a phasing out of the mainstream heroes. and um, Yeah, because there's not like a 
Iron Man 4 or a Captain America <laughs> 4 or a Thor 4 or, you know, the, the big players, there's not a, a movie about them, right? On the list. No. No, there's – yeah. Yeah, no, there's not. So like you said, where do they go from here? And I, I just don't know. I don't know how they keep it going without getting either too much story or not enough. I think the biggest name on the list is Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But he's been played so much that he's kind of like, eh, another Spider-Man. I mean, I like the direction they're going with the new uh, actor and the integration into the new storyline, to this overall storyline. Um, mm-hmm. But how much Spider-Man, you know, Spider-Man can only keep us interested for so long. Yeah. It makes you wonder, too, buying, if they do but, something cool with Spawn this time. Yeah. Right? Not... How crappily they did it last time. Yeah. And maybe that's why they're buying 20th Century Fox is to bring in the X-Men and the Fantastic Four and just go balls out with the whole universe. Because there's been storylines with X-Men versus the Avengers and Fantastic Four versus these guys, you know? So maybe Mm -hmm. that's the direction they're going to go. Yeah, that's true. That could be... That could be neat. I, I... personally think we've seen the end of fantastic four for about two decades i don't know i think when because the they're buying 20th century fox or at least that's the rumor that's supposedly going to be announced next week i think if you see that fantastic four is coming back if they if it doesn't happen then yeah if fox doesn't go over to disney if disney doesn't buy fox i think yeah fantastic four is done for a while maybe WB and Disney just need to get together and find some loophole into the time continuum and just have a sweet throwdown. I would go see that. Yeah, DC versus Marvel. <laughs> we already have that on the internet, so to actually have a movie, I, I don't know. I, I'd love it, but <laughs> I think these it, internet fights would turn into real fights. <laughs> it would be yeah, oh yeah because then you'd be like no there's no way so and so I don't care what the movie says beep all you guys yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah it'll be fun so take part with the movie marathon with us starting January 1st that, that first week uh, Captain America the first Avenger and we'll go from there we'll probably talk about it on our show just kind of a brief recap of the movies we watched that's in that time frame, so follow oh, and along. Make, and yeah, make sure you watch any extended, you know, versions, deleted scenes, and all that, because that's what we're going to be watching. Because a lot of information comes out of those. Yeah. Yep. So speaking of DC versus Marvel, transitioning now to the DC movies, the upcoming DC movies. Um. The there's a list of confirmed movies that DC put out at a recent Comic Con. Oh, my series acting up. All right. Uh, so the list that they put out at uh, Comic Con Express in Brazil this past weekend on a panel done by D- by Warner Brothers, which owns DC Films shows a list of films uh, for the, you know the next upcoming films starting with Aquaman which is confirmed for late next year 2018 and after that Flashpoint 
Justice League Dark, Wonder Woman 2, Suicide Squad 2, Batgirl, Shazam, Green Lantern Corps, and The Batman. So those are the next movies that are planned. Um, notoriously missing from this list, and the point of the the meme that they that they have this list on is there's no Man of Steel 2. And then underneath the list, there's a picture of a sad or bewildered Kal-El <laughs> from Man of Steel. It shows him right after he killed uh, Zod. Yeah, he's like, what did I just do? What happened? So he's like, what happened to Man of Steel 2, basically? <laughs> but I think also at Rhode Island Comic Con that happened over this last weekend, he did tell someone, I think a fan who posted it on Facebook or online somewhere, that they are in preparation, pre-production of Man of Steel 2. So I think it's going to happen. It's just not at the level that these others are as far as getting it ready. Because I think with um, Superman, they're so focused on... Um, Justice, getting him into Justice League and getting that storyline wrapped up. That's my explanation anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are the upcoming films. So there's, I think Aquaman, uh, I think it'll be interesting and fun. I can kind of see it being a an action film that's, you know, we really haven't seen from the previous movies. I think Man of Steel was action. Um, you know, it's kind of a solo film. And I think we'll see that with Aquaman. I think it'll be more story. That's my guess. Okay. I think you'll see more story because Aquaman is a story that is just isn't told a whole lot. Like Wonder Woman. A lot of story, some great action, but a lot of story. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess they got to set up his character. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. Because nobody, I mean, yeah, I mean, we know generalities, but it's just you haven't seen it. You don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and if you do know, then you're a comic book nerd that's read every comic in the world, right? So I, that's my take. That's that's my opinion. Um, I think you'll see less action, more story. Yeah. And uh, after that is Flashpoint with Flash, obviously. And that's a curious um, – that will be a curious movie to, to kind of see what they do with that. Um, there was the scene in Batman versus Superman – Dawn of Justice, where <laughs> the Flash comes back, you know, through time and tells him that Lois Lane is the key, which then in turn gives Batman the idea to bring her in when they resurrect Superman in Justice League to bring Lois Lane in and, you know, reorient him and bring him back to reality. So I think we'll see that from the other side in Flashpoint, along with a couple other things. And I'm, I want to see Cyborg. Cyborg was the, the biggest surprise i guess you could say of justice league his character and i think you'll see him in uh the flash teaming up in that movie in some form or the i think he'll be in that mm-hmm. i i really hope that these movies don't fall in the pitfall of marvel and i've said this before on past ones but i hate that there's world ending events and only one freaking <laughs> hero is there the others are just on vacation and uh, taking a nap or something, right? I mean, if yeah. these guys are doing, I think you have to start bringing in other characters and have a reason for why only one or two others are still there. Yeah. You know? Um, but uh, I, I hope they don't fall into that because it that's always been silliness to me. Yeah. And, you know, we have talked about that in previous podcasts, episodes, and I think 
DC, that's one thing that DC has done well, is they brought in the other characters. In Dawn of Justice, we saw Wonder Woman show up. Hey, you know, this city's about to be destroyed. I guess I better go help out. Um, <clears throat> in Suicide Squad, we see Bruce Wayne at the end of the film showing up, meeting with Amanda Waller. Hey, there's a danger coming. I need some some names of these metahumans. So he gets the names to, you know, in Justice League to go seek out Barry Allen and uh, Victor Stone and um, Aquaman. What's his name? But, yeah, Arthur Curry. So, he, yeah. you know, there is cross, uh, you know, the stars are showing in, in all the movies. And I think in Aquaman, I think we will see a Superman moment or a Batman in his bat sub or whatever you want to call it. You know, I think, I think we'll see them in moments. I think the story mm-hmm. will center around Aquaman and Flash, but I think we'll see him show up. Because at this point, they've established that they're going, like in the in Justice League, Batman's going to open up his mansion again and refurbish it and put in a big table with seven chairs. And so I think any story going forward in this universe, you're going to have to bring in other players of the Justice League to help out at some point, whether in a large capacity or just like, hey, do you need some help? No, I got it, type thing. Yeah. And then Justice League Dark, I, I'm really hoping that's Lex Luthor, um, Slade Wilson, and the Joker, and along with you know Constantine, Zatanna, that swamp or not swamp thing is it swamp thing yeah swamp thing's okay. involved yeah he kind of flips back and forth but yeah he's involved yeah i want to see all those guys in that movie I mean, that's a perfect opportunity to uh, bring in more villains grog grog yeah is involved the ape character mm-hmm. yeah wonder woman 2 i heard is another period piece from the cold war so i don't think we'll see any you know superman showing up in that or you know batman i think that's another standalone for her perhaps another hero or two will will show up and then that'll they'll come into play later on maybe but i think it's mostly going to be another wonder woman show suicide squad 2 kind of the same thing with justice league dark you know marvel doesn't have anything about the a movie about the bad guys and that's one thing i like about dc is they do they did the suicide squad they're going to do number two they're justice league or yeah justice league dark so i think another go around with suicide squad 2 with you know, maybe bring in some different villains. I know, uh, what's his name with the fire? He died at the end of Suicide Diablo. Squad. Diablo, he's, he's gone. Maybe he'll come back in some form, because I don't think anyone ever really dies in comic book movies. But, you know, <laughs> they got to bring in some more members of the Suicide Squad from the comics. So I think we'll see some, some more expanding of that. And I think with Joker and Harley Quinn leaving um, at the end of Suicide Squad... I don't think they'll be part of it anymore. So we'll see. Hmm. I think yeah, it'll be, be interesting. I think it'll be more focused on Deadshot with um, Will Smith's character. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And that's I think going to be the focus. I mean, that was like the breakout character. I yeah. mean, everyone I talked to was worried about that, and everyone I was worried about that, and then I saw it. I was like, oh yeah, that was amazing. So I think you'll see more of him and um, Flag, Rick Flag. Is that his name? flag I think, is that from a stephen king novel oh you're talking the the army guy yeah uh rick something i, I don't remember yeah but that guy um i think you'll see them kind of 
how they were in the first one where they're they're working together but they're still at odds with each other but they respect each other so i think you'll see that more of that uh, i think uh you'll see amanda waller guy yeah. in that one Die? she's done yep i think she's done okay not only do I not like the actress, <laughs> but I don't like the character, so she better die. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. And then Batgirl, who knows? Probably an origin story. You know, which – here's two questions. Which Batgirl do you think it is? I think it's Barbara Gordon. And who is going to play it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is Barbara Gordon. I think that's why they recast uh, Jim Gordon for Justice League. Mm-hmm. He'll be showing up later, you know, especially in a movie like that. He could play a, a, a big role. Um, as far as actress, I don't know. What do you think, Bryce Dallas Howard? I think she'd be great. Right? That's yeah. what the first when I saw that they were doing Batgirl. First thing I thought: Barbara Gordon, Bryce Dallas Howard. Okay. Yeah, and I think I think that's a good point because I think I've noticed that these movie studios kind of have a slew of actors that they pull from, and they kind of use. And uh, she was in she's in the Jurassic the new Jurassic Park movies, Jurassic World movies, and that's produced and distributed by Warner Brothers. So I can totally see her jumping into a DC role because of mm-hmm. that. But yeah, I think I think that'd be. Good. I hope they bring in Catwoman with her, because there is rumored. I thought it was announced, but it's not on this list of a uh, Sirens of Gotham with um, Harley Quinn and Catwoman and Poison Ivy. You know that'll be interesting because Selena Kyle and Barbara Gordon both have romantic relationships with Batman. Exactly, and I think that's so, where you got to bring her in, Batgirl. Yeah, so they can have that rivalry. That would be interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And Batman should make an appearance in that as well. Obviously, if she's going to be Batgirl, right? She's got to be trained. So I, I would imagine Batman, whoever's playing him at that point, I hope Affleck's still involved on some level. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think he's got to be like a pretty, like a secondary, main secondary character, right? Yeah, with those two in it, for sure. He's got a trainer. Yeah, and you have to draw the right characters, right? I mean, I think you have to draw a good Selena Kyle. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, Selena Kyle is Catwoman. <laughs> Please learn that, memorize we it. We also educate as well as... Uh, <laughs> yeah, some some people don't know, you know. They're just fans. They don't know, yeah, like they true. don't get in deep. But yeah, Selena Kyle's Catwoman. Barbara Gordon is Batgirl. So yep. there you go. And then Shazam, that's already in, you know, I'm, I hope this isn't an order of, actually I kind of do, but if this is an order of like, hey, we're doing Aquaman first, then Flashpoint, if they're, that's the order of presentation, of release, then they're going to be doing, looks like two movies a year because they've cast Shazam, Zachary Levi, mm-hmm. and the, the young kid, uh, Billy something. Billy Bats- Bateson? Batson? Something like that. They've cast him. He's, um, was it the kid from It? Is that what I read? Yeah, Asher Angel. Yeah, one of the kids from, from It. 
And so they, you know, they got their actors and if they got actors, they must have a script because the actors like to read the script most of the time before they get, before they accept the offer. One thing I'm, I'm kind of down on this show is I, I I think it'd be great to see Shazam, but they have Dwayne Johnson playing Black Adam. And I hate this because he is not a guy that can carry your film. They keep. They keep casting him in, in a lot of different places like that, like he's going to carry your film, and it keeps not working. And what do they do? They keep freaking doing it, and it's horrible. You see it in – I mean the biggest one is the Fast and Furious series. He just cannot carry the film. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to make him do it. Well, I mean that's, I think, that's not his character. Well, he's a WB guy as well. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think that's why he keeps getting these roles. Or one of the reasons he's he brings a lot of energy and creativity to the to the the movies, but he kind of plays the same character every time. And I think that's the problem, at least for me, is you know the same character that he is in uh, Fast and Furious. It's the same character he's in in a different movie. You know, there's not mm-hmm. a lot of variation. I think he did that one, like Daddy's, some Daddy Daughter movie. But even then, it was kind of a, a softer version where he was this tough guy, but he had a daughter, so he had to be nice. Type, you know, so it's never really his his range of acting isn't phenomenal, like with mm-hmm. a, a Jared Leto or a, a Gal Gadot or you know these other established actors that you know he kind of plays the same wrestler, you know WWE guy, right? Mm-hmm. That's who we're getting. Yeah, Fast and Furious, same, you know. Same type of persona. Yep. Uh, so what I is hope it? He can G.I. Joe. That. Yeah, yeah. If he can move past that and do something different, I'm all for it. Because he's got the body, he's got the, the intensity that you want. But he needs to you know, be a little diverse in his acting. Mm-hmm. Then you move on to Green Lantern Corps. I know you're excited about Yes! A little and- late. I've heard that they have a short list of actors set up. And guess who's on it? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Serious? Yes. He is on the short list. Um, If they could cast him, if he would come back, he's he's demeaned his past performance. I'm surprised to see him on the list. I liked the first one. I did too. Screw everyone else that hated it. But I would like uh, to see him come back and kind of have this be a continuation of that story where mm-hmm. they don't outright say, yeah, this is part two, but they don't really deny it either. And they kind of just kind of subtly say, this is the continuation of the story that we did in the first one. I think you do. Yeah. I mean, it's it easy. You don't have to do a backstory. It's been told. Send people to watch it, you know, and make a cult following out of it. But I, I, I think it'd be great. And how awesome for Ryan Reynolds, right? It, both in the Marvel and the DC, right? Because right. he, he plays uh, uh, Deadpool. Deadpool, yeah. Um, other people on that short list. Um, and this is reported by The Rap. Okay, they're like a nerd site. I don't know how how uh, legit they are, or like whatever. But I mean, I've I've read a bunch of stuff off their things. Uh, but 
looks like <laughs> some of these makes me think it might not be. Some makes me think it will. Jake Gyllenhaal's on that list. He's on the list for the new Batman, too, so I don't know. Um, Bradley Cooper. Okay. Joel McHale. The comedian? From, no. From Talk Soup on Comedy Central? <laughs> um, hold on. Let me pull him up. He hasn't done it. No, he's from uh, The Community. Oh, I don't know that show. Um, yeah, he was from The Soup. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I didn't Joe know he McHale. was like a legit actor now. Yeah, he did The Community for some time. Okay. I love that show. All but right. I think, he, you know, like, and I... And I look at these and I'm like, man, you know, like, meh, but their general attitudes, what they bring, you know, like Bradley Cooper, Ryan Reynolds, Joe McHale, I, that's the attitude that you need with the Green Lantern. The Green Lantern's not a serious guy. Right. He's not a Black Adam. He's not a Batman. Yep. He's the comedic element yeah. to the Justice He League. is like, yeah, he is like what the Flash will grow up to be. Right. He's, I mean, he's like the comedian guy. Flash is he's like, like his little brother. Yeah. I mean, he's happy go lucky, you know, this, just that guy. So then I see guys like Tom Cruise on there and I see a guy like, uh, um, army, army hammer. Mm-hmm. Do you know who he is? Yeah. They're on the, they're on that list. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I don't want to put him on that list. No, Those because guys. their personality doesn't match the character. Oh no. And so, but that's the short list of six care, six guys that that have been uh, thought out um, for this. I don't know how close that is to actuality, but um, I think of all of them, Ryan Reynolds would be number one for me, Joel McHale number two, and Bradley Cooper three. Yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, when was that published? Is that a, like a recent thing? Or was it from five years ago? Uh, this is from 2001. No, this is from <laughs> early this year. Okay. Uh, January of this year. So pretty recent. Yeah. So within the last year, right? I mean, obviously things could have changed. Um, right now, I don't think that there's any – yeah, there's no – I'm looking here. And there's nothing that's actually been announced or confirmed. Um. But I'm sure we'll we'll hear soon, and we'll see who it actually is. Yeah. Uh, and then the last movie on that list is The Batman, which here it just says it's one movie, but I know they're working on a trilogy of movies. So we'll see. Uh, there's there's talk of Ben Affleck leaving the Batman role after. What was it? I can't remember. I think one of the movies, Flashpoint, I think, after that, he'd be leaving. And I I don't want to see him go just for the fact I want to see consistency in these characters. If they're going to, even if they take a five-year break and they come back to it, I still want to see the same guy. But that's, mm-hmm. you know, my fanboy talking, and I want to be, I want to have consistency in these roles. But I kind of don't blame him for like thinking about leaving the way that Warner Brothers screwed over Justice League, basically, with how 
they brought in, they basically fired Zack Snyder, brought in Joss Whedon to do his edits and basically changed the whole, the whole tone of the movie uh, that Zack Snyder had written, directed and filmed. Well, didn't he leave for personal things? He does wasn't necessarily fired. Right. Yeah, that's a good caveat. He wasn't fired. But uh, from what I read, so his his daughter committed suicide, um, sadly, in earlier this year, 2017. But he was, him and his wife were working through it. They were working on the film. And then he left a couple months after that to deal with personal stuff, personal time. But I always got the sense that it was like, hey, um, we're either going to fire you or you're going to leave to, you know, deal with mm-hmm. family drama, or family issues, I guess. That's the sense that I always got from it, that he was, you know, forced out, but they didn't force him out publicly anyway. So I think, you know, the way they kind of left him hanging, you know, why would you want to keep working with a company that does that? And then they reshot and re-edited the whole, the whole film for Justice League, and it didn't work. They rushed the production, the final production. They wanted to get the movie out before the end of the year <clears throat> so that that money would count towards, you know, the executive, the president, of, uh, the CEO of Warner Brothers. All that money would count towards their bonuses, end-of-year bonuses, is the, the rumor. Well, and I saw a good comment about this um, on, you know, one of the, you know, sites, maybe it was you that said it, but I, I don't remember, but, um, it, you know, it basically kind of alluded to like, look, I would have rather a three hour movie than a two hour movie just so you can put out more, more showings per day. Yeah. And I mean, they, that was a good, great for Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And it was a good point because I would, I would rather, I mean, you got and, and I think it's the same disconnect that stinking Rotten Tomatoes has. They have this idea that money and critics and everything knows best, but you're losing sight of the fan. Yeah. And uh, I think the fan would rather a three-hour long movie of just amazingness and and you know where it just sticks better and you get a better swing than being able to show five extra movies per theater today. You know per you know, per day. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the whole idea, quality over quantity. Yep. And if it's a good movie, there, it doesn't matter how many showings you have in a day because it's going to stay in theaters longer. So you even get more movies out of it in the long mm-hmm. run, the long game. And I think it was just bad management by, by WB, by Warner brothers. They, they got greedy. They didn't have confidence in their director, in their story. And they felt like they needed to cut their losses and just put out the movie. I th- I don't know the whole part about um, putting it out before the end of the year to get their bonuses. I mean, theoretically, probably. But the November uh, release date was set for a while. Mm-hmm. And so the only reason they'd need more time is if they did bring in a Joss Whedon to redirect or you know do edits and that sort of thing. To that that would take longer to get the movie out. But if they had just stuck with Zach from the beginning, finished out his his vision of it, it would have been ready 
way before um, all the stuff that Joss Whedon did and had to re-edit the movie. I think I don't understand that part of it. I think I, this is what I think. I think that DC is too worried about trying to beat Marvel. Yeah, they're too focused on that. Yeah, and it can't be that way. One, it's a completely different story with completely different characters. I know they're about superhumans and metahumans and everything else, but they're completely different stories. So don't try to compare yourself to each other on either side of the board. You're just doing yourself and your fans a disservice. Okay. Second, uh, their complete their tone and their storytelling is different enough that they need to be treated different. Period. I mean, the way that you, the Batman came out and the way that Batman is, the way that Superman is, is completely different than the characters like that you see from Marvel. It, it, it's like almost a more serious, darker tone. It's it's like you're going from a kid's film to an adult film almost. Yeah. You know, just the well, feel of it. That's how the comics are too. Yeah. And so you need to treat it as such. Don't don't get caught up. And I I tell this. I and I wish. Who can I, I'm just. My name is Mark. Who cares what I say? But I wish that it's like you almost want to shake. You know those people and just be like, look, their movie doesn't matter. Write your movie as good as it can. You don't need to make these two hour crap movies. You need to make three hour amazing movies because people will go see those. I'll go see those. Yeah. And I think. Um... And plus, Marvel's been around. They're, they've started their overall universe, you know, over 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So a few more years than, than the DC one. I know when the, the Superman Returns movie came out in the early 2000s with Brandon Roth, that was supposed, oh, to, rough, be, yeah. he, that was supposed to be the reboot or the re... You know, they're starting up the DC universe again. But the movie didn't do well, so they took a step back. And then... I don't know, was Batman Begins coming out about that same time too? Or I don't remember the exact time frame, but you know, they, if they hadn't started the, the new Dark Knight trilogy, they were in the middle of it. Yeah, Batman Begins came out in 2005, so j- a year before that one. Okay. So those movies were supposed to be the start of you know the new DC movies, but Superman didn't do well because it was, I don't know, there was a lot of problems with that i thought i thought it was decent i liked it Um, yeah i I think the story was uh they tried to pick up where it left off the problem is 20 years had gone by yeah and your fans changed yeah and it was like the people that brought that back in were the same people from the 80s so here you you know you're trying to continue a show with with the same directors and time has passed them by yeah and uh and, and it didn't work well. Yeah. It did, you know. You you ne- actually need to reboot it, not continue it. And that's what they did with Man of Steel, and I think that was the right move. Mm-hmm. But it took them another what five, six, seven years to get to that point. For some reason, I think they were riding the success of the Dark Knight trilogy, and when that was done, then they're like, "Oh, let's do Superman now." Mm-hmm. But and they've always said that. Um, the new with the Dark Knight trilogy that there was no Superman in that universe. It was just a Batman thing. 
And I think there's some truth to that. I mean, there's no official way you can tie them together. But in my mind, they're tied together. Because if you follow it chronologically, um, you know, their Dark Knight Rises ends. And there is no Superman because he's still trying to figure out who he is, right? He's mm-hmm. still growing up in Smallville. He's still, you know, the, the beginning of Man is Still. We see him looking for his who he is and working these odd jobs. And that's what he's doing, in my mind, during the Dark Knight trilogy. And then even more time passes. And then when Batman's introduced into this new era with Superman, he's an older Batman. So yeah, there there isn't really much of a contradiction between the Dark Knight trilogy and this new go-around with starting with Man of Steel. I mean, it fits in the timeline, but I think if they start delving more into the past of Batman, it might start contradicting it, but I don't think there's a need to necessarily do that. And But I'd like to see it still kind of fit together, because, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy is pretty, pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Did a lot for the the DC universe. I mean, for a while it was king, right? Dark Knight trilogy oh, yeah. was the king of the comic book movies. Oh yeah, they uh, they cleaned house. I yeah. mean, they did. Yeah, that was. I mean, I remember when those came out. They were everyone was going to those. I mean, it was the most amazing show around, especially the second one, yeah. right? With uh, the Joker in it. I mean, that. I think that made it hard to ever do another Joker again. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. It's kind of a catch-22, you know, the best Joker ever. So how are we going to follow up with that? <laughs> mm-hmm. But in, in even that character kind of plays into the new movies because, you know, Batman catches him and in the end he goes to Arkham. And then starting with Suicide Squad, he's in Arkham. Right? His character is in Arkham. He breaks out. So there really isn't any contradiction there. And you can explain away, well, he's, he looks different, he acts different, you know. Well, he's been in an insane asylum for however many years, so he's going to be different. So, I mean, yeah, I'd rather see Heath Ledger do it, but he, obviously he can't. And I thought Jared Leto did a great job as Joker. I'm one of the few, apparently. So, yeah, hopefully with this new... A group of movies that will be able to expand the whole DC universe and not, you know, be so focused on Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, which I don't mind at all. But it's good to see uh, the expansion of the the universe. Uh, one of the things I did like about Justice League was that last, you know, cre- after credit scene with Lex Luthor and and um, Slade Wilson. What's his hero name? His villain name? Um, Deathstroke? Yeah. Yeah, it's Deathstroke, yeah. Deathstroke shows up and like they're like, hey, let's start our own league. And that just expands the universe. That's exciting. You know, something I w- I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. I was kind of bummed that Manu Bennett didn't play him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, because he plays it in the Arrow. Um, but with that, makes you think, too, I mean, I think we're going to see the Arrow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anywhere you see Deathstroke, you always see the arrow. Yep. That's a good point. I'd like to see that happen. So maybe we'll see that in Flashpoint or one of these other upcoming DC movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, because, uh, I mean, there's a lot of story to tell there. I mean, there, there, there's so much potential with uh, the Justice League, but they just need to 
need to get it right. Not that it's been wrong, but I think there's room for improvement. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just, and I know they had a recent shakeup with the management of DC Films. Um, Mm -hmm. Someone got, I I guess you can't say fired because they got moved to a different part of the company. But he was overseeing DC Films and he's gone. He's, you know, somewhere else now. And so they need to bring in someone else. Hopefully it's someone with some vision and some balls to show and produce great movies. Because that's what I want to see. I want to see. Well, they need to bring someone that's not. Corporate. Deer in a headlight type guy. Like, like, you know, they're not scared for the bandwagon they're jump on. They're not scared of this multi-billion dollar um, series. And so they're so scared to make a mistake that they they never make anything good. Yeah. Yeah, they can't play it safe. Yeah. Just go for it. Make something unique. Make something amazing. I mean, this is a movie that people want to see. It's a series that people have been waiting for. I mean, just give us your best. I mean, don't give us something mediocre because I think that's worse. I'd rather see someone try like the new new, uh, Joker. That was a – bold move yeah. and it worked and people liked it make a bold move yeah, i'd rather see a bold move and it not go well than just n- not even try because mm-hmm. the thing with comic book movies if you do make a bold move on a character or situation you just do something different the next time because that's how a comic book works they're always changing characters change their their get up their design they get a new outfit the next movie you know it's a big deal so mm-hmm. They can. I think the biggest problems, you know, that they've had, like Batman versus Superman, they the the ultimate cut that they did was the best cut of the two of the theatrical release and the the home video release. The the ultimate cut. So, but the executives got involved and felt like they needed to shorten it up, and so they cut out some good storylines, some good parts to the movie. And then with Suicide Squad, same thing. They had the movie, and then they decided, well, this isn't what we want. So they cut it all up and then re-edited it, and it's, it turned out different. Same thing with Wonder Woman. They weren't going to include that scene where she's in the, they're in the trenches, and she comes out and starts fighting you know, the, the Germans one-on-one in that field. Uh, what's, what's the name of that, that field? Um, uh, I don't Land remember. Or something. Yeah. Land. Yeah, no man, and that was like that was like the the hero moment of the movie. Yeah, it made her like. Then you were like, "Oh man, she." Yeah. They were gonna cut she's that. She's a hero. And the the director Patty Jenkins was like, "No, I want this in my movie." And that was one of the best parts of the whole thing. So they're making those type of decisions, and that's what they did with Justice League. They decided mm-hmm. to bring in Whedon. Nothing against him; it's not his fault. I think anyone would jump jump at that chance, but they. You know, cut their their nose off to spite their face type thing. So, yep, yeah, and that that can't happen. You just have to, you just have to make it and tell a story. And man, stop worrying about runtime. Stop yeah. cutting stuff out. I don't want to buy it and see an extra hour of movie. I know. I you know, in the theaters. Yeah, I mean, unless it's a three hour movie and you cut an hour out of it, that's one thing. Yeah. But you know. You could, you've got time, use it, you know, two half, two and a half hour, two forty five, something, yeah. you know, come on. Yep. So, yeah, I'm sure we'll revisit that at some point as time goes on and they start announcing, 
you know, these new movies get more concrete uh, story, concrete actors getting all lined up. Aquaman is coming out in, I think it's November of next year, so probably start to see more stuff. They did release the first still photo from that, and um, Jason Momoa looks ripped in that move, in that still, so. Yeah, he looks stacked. Yeah. So I think they'll, we'll start to see more stuff like that, a trailer, uh, you know, here in the next couple months, so. And we'll we'll talk about it here because we like DC more than Marvel, but <laughs> Marvel's good. You know, we spent what half hour talking about Infinity War, so yeah, we like them both. We just both prefer DC. So, yep, yep. I like I like real superheroes. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's our show for today. Um, uh, a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, Last Jedi is coming out this week, like we said earlier, so we'll be having a, a follow-up show to that. Most likely, that show will just be all Star Wars, and then we'll do our, our normal normal flagship show uh, next week after that. And we, we're talking about doing a Batman-focused episode, half hour or so, 45 minutes maybe, of each film that Batman is in. And then maybe after that we'll branch out into the, the animated or the comics or something and we'll, we'll or just move on to a, a different character. But that's in the works, so expect that to come out um, next year in January, perhaps sooner. But that's kind of what we're doing. Um, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast and um, taking the time out of your busy schedule to, to participate with us. We want to encourage you to, to join our Facebook group on Facebook, uh, Random Angst as well as listening to our show on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash randomangst. And we also encourage you to follow us on YouTube. We do have some videos up on YouTube. At some point, we're going to get on track to do more uh, video uh, podcasts or just short segments. We want to get that coming up and running here next year sometime. So... Um, follow us on, on YouTube at Random Angst as well as on Twitter, twitter.com slash Random Angst. And let us know what you think. Um, we want some feedback. We want participation. If we like you and like what you have to say, then we'll probably ask you to be a guest on our show. We like having these conversations with our fans. So thanks for participating. Um, any Mark, do you have any final thoughts on what we've talked about and what's coming up uh i'm excited a lot of potential a lot of great movies a lot of good things happening in the comic world um you know if you're a fan be excited this is a a great time you know like you've never seen anything like this before outside of cartoons you know with the movies and everything so it's me good and just kind of like justin said you know listen respond share and listen to our podcast you know we want want you to enjoy hearing about what we have to say uh, respond you know comment to us uh, let us know how we are agree with us disagree with us we want to hear your thoughts and and share you know you know share our our podcast share our posts you know try to gather some excitement we love talking about this so the more that you share and the more we talk about it the more fun it is for us yeah definitely um, we'll also be talking about Oathbringer in the next couple of weeks, the book three of the Stormlight Archive by Brandon Sanderson. It's a 1,200-plus page book, and we're still 
reading it. Uh, we're almost done, but so look forward to that in a future episode. But we want to thank you for listening, and we hope to catch you next time. Thank you. Thanks, guys.